What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were a but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to our fabulous, fabulous edition of the world-famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Coast-to-coast, border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Stitcher and the brand new Chiggy Jaguar app. I, I just don't have a clue. We're not even going to run video today. Uh, <laughs> wait. We're going to resume our call here on Skype. We, well, he certainly know how to do it. We've yep. got uh, we've got Dan Perkins, uh, best-selling author. We've got IQ Rizzoli, world traveler. And we've got with us Dr. Fedwa, Lawrence Fedwa from the Washington Times, joining us here on our big program. And uh, this this first subject, uh, I want to I wanna bring in our guest, the, the good doctor uh, today. Um, uh, Lawrence, tell us about this latest piece that you wrote for the Washington Times, the autopsy of the GOP's repeal and replace efforts. Well, it's kind of a, a wonkish piece, uh, for, but I, it seemed like the, just about everybody I talked to or, or uh, talked to me about this uh, whole thing the last week, where the, uh, they suddenly decided not to even vote on the uh, uh, replace and, uh, repeal and replace Obamacare. It just sounded, seemed like very few people seemed to realize exactly what was going on, and uh, I, by the way, believe that's a, a significant issue for um, for Mr. Uh, Ryan. But uh, to 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 follow this whole thing through, you really you really I don't know if you want me to how much detail you want. But well, well, Ryan, give give us give us your opinion, and then and then we'll have Dan Perkins and IQ Rizzoli jump in and give their analysis and everything as well. So just kind of kind of give us an overall. We're going to post the whole thing at our website jiggyjaguar.com, but uh, kind of give us an overall here, Lawrence. Well, Ryan started with the idea that he couldn't get uh, sixty votes in the Senate for any. Uh, legislation so he decided he would try to run through on regular order a um, uh, reconciliation package that would uh, get the get the ball rolling unfortunately he didn't tell anybody else outside his leadership group uh, what that was and two-thirds of his caucus had never even seen regular order nor had the president so they uh, they they really messed up badly, and uh, uh, they I think they can recover. Uh, he's young, he's smart, but uh, he's got he dug himself a hole, and he tried to get out of it today. And I think it's a very good thing to do is to try to uh, get back and uh, skin that cat. But uh, he should have. I hope he learned his lesson because uh, frankly, uh, 
it was very badly handled. Now, IQ, uh, what, 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 what do you make of this? Cause, cause you, you watching from the outside, you're, you're not, not an American citizen. You, you don't really have t- too much skin in the game here, except that you're a, you're, you're a Trump fan and, and, and everything. But give us your thoughts on this and then we'll let, uh, the great Dan Perkins jump in there. I can't understand how a man who's been with the Obama administration, I mean, under Obama's administration, for eight years to fail so miserably. How could he not realize that what he is doing is wrong? This is beyond me. Dan, you tell me what you think. (laughs) Oh, well, that'll take an hour. Um, (laughs) um, I have a a whole bunch of thoughts about what our guest has said and what's going on. Yes. Um, But I go back to our, our... panelist who is not here at the moment because of communications problems yeah but don had said um last year even before trump was elected that the republicans uh haven't figured out how to govern yet and um i look at what happened and you know there, there are a lots lots of things that come into my mind and Maybe one of them is, um, maybe our guest will disagree with me, but um, I wonder if this wasn't um, an attempt to um, bring Mr. Trump uh, away from his side by making him a whipping boy, even though he didn't originate the legislation, he can't pass it, but to give him a little comeuppance. To, to get off his high horse and uh, not to be so dictatorial. I, I think they're, they're, that that's something that I've been thinking about since it all happened. Um, but what was interesting to me was, uh, as we talked before we came on the air, Jim, um, Trump, Trump signed, an, signed an executive order today getting rid of all the restrictions on climate change that the Obama administration had put out in executive orders, which uh, is going to relieve the coal industry. And so he, um, in essence, he said, I'm moving on and and he'll do a tax. Uh, Maybe Mr. Ryan and the leadership of the Republican Party will understand what the American people really want. And maybe they'll get an eyeful on an earful over this uh, recess that uh, what they were showing wasn't what the American people wanted. Uh, if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mr. Trump turn on those people in the Congress who didn't support what he's trying to do. Well, you're right. I don't agree with that. Um, I, think that <laughs> I think that the uh, the, the problem with, with the whole enterprise was just a, a couple of very... Uh, wrong assumptions that Paul Ryan made, and uh, uh, he, I don't think most people would blame Trump for it. Trump, Trump got every I, most people that were uh, closer to the to the uh, event understand that Trump was brought in at the last minute as kind of a cheerleader for the home team, but uh, the real uh, mistake and the reason that the that the, that the thing didn't happen was because of poor management by Paul Ryan. Uh, not to say that he has to be condemned to hell for the rest of his life because of it, but <laughs> it surely was a big a big mistake. But, but here's the problem I have with, with respectfully, with your observation. If, if I can interpret what you're saying, what you're saying that Speaker Ryan played everything close to the vest and he took no counsel from anybody else. And well, yeah, he has his own leadership. Okay, but but with it, are you then you're saying that all the leadership with the Republicans in the House of of Congress all drank the same Kool Aid? Because if all this well, got it's not, through, it's not it's not quite that simple. I mean, they passed uh, the Senate and the House passed and put on the desk of of uh, Barack Obama a little over a year ago a uh, re- repeal and replace act that of course he vetoed mm-hmm. and and one of one of uh, Ryan's mistakes was that he assumed that since everybody that had done that was 
pretty much still there and still in the house, that uh, he was going to be able to sail through on the basis of a really complicated, unnecessarily, in my opinion, a complicated strategy. And uh, and he made the, that was a, a very erroneous assumption because he should have gone out and talked to everybody, and including especially the president, and uh, made sure that everybody really was behind this this idea before he ever announced it. But he he didn't do that. He just assumed that they were all still on the same page they were a year and a half ago, and uh, you know that that turned out to be a disastrous mistake. Uh, but uh, I don't think I don't think it's anything more than that. That it, it, I mean, after all, he's he is the speaker, and the, if the leadership uh, group uh, followed him, that's not too hard to understand. What is hard to understand is the fact that none of them, none of them, called his bluff and said, "Wait a minute, here, Paul. Let, let's 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 go and check with the folks." And uh, they, that they didn't do. And I agree with you that that is a bad that is a sign of uh, immaturity and uh, bad judgment. What I don't understand, sir, maybe you can help me. You were very articulate about the fact that the Congress under Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell passed legislation that went through the House and the Senate. It went to the president's desk. President Obama vetoed it. I have yet to find anybody who can give me a reason why they didn't bring that bill back and put it out again. Well, the reason was the strategy that uh, th this was uh, another one of Ryan's mistakes. Uh, his strategy was that he thought that he was not going to be able to overcome a, uh, a Senate filibuster by the Democrats. So what he was trying to do was to try to pack as much as he could of that original bill into the reconciliation phase. And the problem with the reconciliation uh, protocol is that you cannot in introduce any new legislation. You can, you can uh, take what's on the table and change it or even re, uh, repeal it, but you can't put in new. So he, he was taking care of the repeal independently of the replace. And that that's what confused everybody. They're all used to these omnibus bills where you put everything you can think of into one great big huge bill, you argue about it for a, for a month, and then you, somebody passes it, and that's the, what these guys are all used to. And they had no, they had no, they have never lived in re regular order. They don't understand how cumbersome and and difficult it really is. But uh, the mistake was that he tried to. Well, where where the the, the breakdown came was, they thought all of the good stuff which is the uh, extension over uh, uh, all state lines of uh, insurance company uh, policies and, and uh, the Planned Parenthood and the, all of the things that they really wanted, all of that didn't get there until you finally got to the third phase, which was uh, by that time he'd have had the repeal done and the, uh, the, all of the regulations would have been uh, eliminated because of uh, Price would have had his shot at it, and now you've got the Democrats on the on the ropes because there is no there's no Obamacare, so they can't go back to that, and they've got to go home. Are they going to go home and tell their their constituents that uh, they haven't had any uh, that they they did not have the wherewithal to pass anything, any kind of uh, health care? No, they're not going to do that. So he thought that if he did it his way. He could he could get he could avoid or at least overcome a, uh, a Senate uh, uh, a Senate filibuster, but that wasn't until the third phase, and the guys in his caucus were saying we don't we don't believe that you're, we're ever going to get to the third phase. We don't know what the third third phase is all. We don't know what all these phases are about. We want everything right now, and we want it right in a legislative package and an up or down vote. Well, the problem with that was, if you did it that way, which is what they're talking about now, by the way, uh, you 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 probably going to get the House okay, but you're not going to get through the Senate, and that is that that is where, that's why it went the way it went.
But you're saying it won't go. Th- you you're saying it won't go through the Senate because uh, they'll, they'll, they'll still have they'll still have Obamacare. It won't have been repealed. They're trying to put the repeal and the replace all in one in one uh, bill. Right, and, and that that's not going to happen. That's not going to get through the Senate. Okay, and because the fifty-one Republican senators will not vote for it. Well. I, um, okay, that 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 would be the fallback. The fallback would be that they would uh, the the Dems would put out a, a filibuster, and then the Republicans would come back and change the rules of the Senate, as mm. as Harry Reid did last two years ago. Right. Uh, uh, for but he did it only for uh, for federal judges. Uh, mm-hmm. This in this case, we'd be talking about a pretty uh you know a very different type of of a bill and they could do that i mean that is that is a feasible uh, solution but of course you've got to have every republican on your on your uh on your side in order to do that but that's a bigger gamble than the way got the way that ryan was trying to put it together but but in reality what you're saying is that Ryan's bill probably never had a chance. So it's the oh, yeah, logic. It here, the logic here is that okay, his bill would never have had a chance. So it was doomed from the beginning. There's something. No, flo- no? I don't. No, I don't. The, the problem wasn't the bill or even the process, although it was very complicated, more than it had to be. But the real problem was he never built up any public support. For the uh, for his approach to this problem, and what he should have done is he should have called all the governors in. He should have uh, had a big uh, conference, a, a two-day symposium with uh, all the uh, the uh, Republican constituencies, and got the president out there in front and center to go and and uh, to tell everybody exactly how it was going to work, which he never did because he didn't really understand it. Uh, and uh, then, after he gets all this support lined up, then he goes and 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 makes his uh, first move. Mm. But instead of that, he talked to his own people in his own leadership group. They nobody knew what that what the uh, the proposal was going to look like. Even the guys, the other uh, Republican uh, congressmen, didn't know, and they were very upset about it. Rand Paul went on television about five times because he couldn't even get a copy of the. Of the uh, proposal that uh, Ryan was talking about, and he he just he, he unnecessarily made a whole lot of enemies that he that should have been his friends. But it, it's it just seems to me that that um, um, Ryan's been in the Congress for a, a good bit of time, yeah. and he certainly understands should understand the rules of protocol. Uh, and he was—he wasn't just elected the speaker in January. He'd been speaker for a while, so I would assume that he would understood. I, I, I just—was uh, it ego? What was it that, that he didn't do any of the things that you were talking about? Paul is a, Paul is kind of a wonkish guy. Uh, I've known him since he was—he uh, was, he was uh, in the office of uh, the Wisconsin Senator Caston, uh, and. Uh, he he's a very bright guy. He thinks everybody else is as bright as he is, and that's that's always a problem. Uh, my I haven't talked to him about this, but I my my instinct that tells me that he looked at this. He said, "Wow, this is a really neat way to get uh, to get the, this repeal part done without ever having to worry about any uh, filibuster in the Senate." So let's go ahead and do that. And boy, we, we, we were all set here. We can sail right through this thing. And, you know, he just didn't, didn't, he didn't think, nor did anybody have the guts to tell him that, wait a minute, Paul, we, 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 this is now uh, a different kind of uh, proposition. We've got to go out and get some public support for this. Because if, if the whole thing blows up, we've got to be able to call on the, on the Republican uh, electorate and all of their representatives to get behind us. I mean, that's politics. And politics is not Paul's strongest point. He's a, he's a very smart guy. He's a good, wonky guy. But 
but the politics part of it, he's not as he's not as sharp as uh, as as maybe we'd like him to be. That, that's my that's my interpretation now. I, okay. I, I, okay. Uh, I, I I would follow up that with a with a question. Um, I, I believe that this this past presidential election, which was uh, a continuation of what happened in in Britain and what what's happening in the Netherlands and what's happening in in France and potentially in Germany, is that the the, the common people have rebelled against the elites, whether they be in their own hometown or in their state legislature or in the federal legislature. And I'm wondering if what we had here was an elitist attitude that I don't need anybody to do it, I can do it on my own. You mean on the part of Ryan? Yeah, Mr. Ryan himself. Yeah, um, he, he's not that kind of a guy, really. I mean, he's a very... You know, he he goes out in the neighborhood and plays softball with the kids. You know, he's not a elitist type of guy. Um, I don't think it's that. I think it's just uh, he had you know he had a blind spot, and uh, and uh, this that's what happened. And unfortunately, I don't know why people like Mitch McConnell and some of the other senior guys like uh, Peter King and some. Uh, 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 who's the guy in Brady? Uh, Kevin Brady. Well, I don't. I don't understand why they didn't pick up on this, uh, because you know, uh, uh, in a situation like this, you're on a team, and and there are a lot of players, and he does have some pretty, uh, pretty experienced people on that on his team. Why? Why wouldn't they say, "Wait a minute, we we smell a little problem here. Let's go out and let's for one thing, let's at least get the president in on it." Let's, let's uh, you know, get him and totally. All of this should have been done before they ever introduced it, and and it wasn't. I understand that, and I'm going back to what I said earlier in our conversation. Was this somebody trying to teach somebody else a lesson? No, no, that 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 that's. I'm afraid. Uh, I, I, the, the, that's just not. That's not the case. As a matter of fact, uh, Trump tried to save. Ryan and Ryan was very, very, very uh, grateful for it, and uh, I think the reason that that Trump finally called the called the the uh, the vote was, you know, if you're in negotiation, one of the principles is there is at some point in that negotiation where you've got to be ready to walk away. Yes, walk away from and, the table. Right, mm-hmm. and and I think that Trump thought. That if he made, if he really put uh, the 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 yes or no vote to all of these guys in the Freedom Caucus, that they were they they would they would finally say no. Wait a minute, we can't we can't go against everybody, and we we're going to have to vote. And uh, and he so he, I think I think that was his way of walking walking away from the table. Okay. Well, well, so let's. You, let, uh, go ahead, Jim. One, one, one more. One, one more. I'm going to let Dan uh, ask one more question on this topic. Then I want to move on to another topic. So, uh, Dan, go ahead, my friend. Yeah, I, I was just curious about the. Um, from what I can see, and I don't get all the Washington papers like probably you do, but I haven't seen a a uh, what I would call a a significant amount of gloating on the Democratic side. Have you? They're scared. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of gloating. I mean, they've they've been uh, they've been, but they they haven't been as loud as loud about it as you might expect. And I think it's because this whole thing is still there. And it's even even though they said that it was all done on last Friday, it didn't take them until next Tuesday to come back to Washington and say, "Well, wait a minute, maybe we'll try this again." Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. I think they thought it was a little bit too early to go too much. Right. Well, we've got okay. we've got some great guests with us today. Uh, we have IQ Al Rizzoli. We also have Dan Perkins, and we have Lawrence Fedua with us today from the Washington Times. And uh, I, I want to talk about North Korea. It, same, it seems that uh, uh, North Korea is doing all sorts of different things. Uh, they they have this big fear of America, supposedly. Um, will North Korea questions continue to plague the U.S. and uh, IQ? I want to start with you on this. With, with, with the North Korea, they basically conducted five nuclear tests, a series of missile launches, 
in defiance of uh, UN sanctions they've believed by experts and government officials to be working to develop uh, nuclear tipped missiles that could reach the US uh, what well, what do you make of all this IQ what i make out of it is something remarkable that's happened in america in the last 8 years under obama everything american has been abdicated and because of that you have rogue nations like north korea and iran flexing their muscle by the way north korea and iran are working together and with syria on missile technology and nuclear technology there's absolutely no doubt about this the israelis bombarded the nuclear facilities in of uh, syria a few years ago they've been attacking uh, very sophisticated weapons transfers from syria to hezbollah in spite of the fact that syria has threatened this and threatened that it doesn't matter if you don't teach a rogue nation a lesson they will continue to do so at the moment from what i heard there are many uh, substantial in fact there are substantial naval forces around north korea american naval forces all these things are really useless i mean just to show that you have a aircraft carrier doesn't mean anything what matters is that china is the only country on earth who can control north korea because north korea is a product of china and south korea and japan must go nuclear i've said that 3 4 years ago and i continue to say it, and they will go nuclear uh, somebody said but the japanese have a constitution damn the constitution you change the constitution china should be made aware that if no south korea and japan go nuclear she has a huge problem on her hand it is up to china to control north korea and nobody else what do you think what 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 do you what do you think lawrence uh of 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 what iq was saying there well i i i agree that he, he's the only one that can do it without violence um i also think that our ability to um uh, to attack uh north korea would be uh, interpreted as almost a declaration of war against china I mean we defeated them once you know back in uh, 1952 I guess um so I I I am it's not clear to me what kind of um uh, threat or what kind of a club we can hold over North Korea in the absence of China and I think that China's uh, uh willingness to get involved here is uh actually perhaps not so much uh because they uh are they don't they don't, they don't want to get messed with uh North Korea I think it might be just because they they like the idea that North Korea is is prodding us all the time I I'm not an expert on this uh IQ so uh, I'd have to bow to your expertise Honestly it's nothing to do with expertise I I promise you it's it's pure logic simple logic it's not complicated The only country on earth who can ta- control North Korea is China. And the only way to threaten China so that it controls North Korea is for the Jap- Japanese and the South Koreans to say because nobody is protecting us, we cannot depend on America and I agree with them 100%. Why should they depend on America to go nuclear war with China or North Korea on behalf of Japan and Korea? Why? It is up to these nations to defend themselves. Trump uh, is right. America cannot go on being the policeman of every country on earth. This is out of the question. No more. And as Lawrence you said a few seconds ago, you can have a club but you can't use that club without a nuclear holocaust. Only China will control them. And the only way to make China understand that she has to control them is for South Korea and North and Japan to go nuclear or to threaten to go nuclear. That's all there is to it. Honestly, it's not complicated. Nothing is complicated in human life. It's the humans who make it complicated. <laughs> like said about uh, about uh, Congress, how is it possible for a man who has been in the administration for eight years, speaker, whatever he, to make such a stupid mistake? It was such a stupid mistake, and as you said, it was elementary, and yet he made a mistake. 
Back to you. Dan, uh, go ahead yes, sir. And, and and give us give thir- sir who walked in behind me. Uh, give give <laughs> us give, give give us give us your thoughts kind of here on uh, on what IQ and Lawrence have been discussing uh, regarding North Korea because I know that that you uh, you, you have a, a a lot of uh, details on different things and 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 some yes, of the sir. things you've studied and talked on radio yeah. programs about this. So go ahead. Yeah, the. Uh... The, the the discussion about I, what IQ just said about the influence um, with China or by China on North Korea, um, I partially agree with that. Um, but I, I think that we have to plug into the equation is that we have a leader who is best disturbed. Um, I think he has a tremendous narcissism complex. He wants to be a leader on the world stage, and he thinks he can accomplish that through his missiles and nuclear testing. Um, I think that the, the, the influence that China has on him is very thin, and um, he's got... Uh, problems with his people, his inability to feed the people, his inability to keep the lights on about 50% of the time. Uh, he's spending all of his money on, on weapons and resources. Uh, the latest piece I saw was he's got 11,000 cannons at the border uh, trading on the, uh, South Korea with high emphasis on Seoul. So uh, I, I, I've said, I did a, a show last week, Jim, where the uh, commentator asked me a question. Um, surely you don't believe, he said, surely you do not believe that the leader of North Korea would ever use nuclear weapons. Oh, ho, ho, ho. And I, <laughs> I, I, sat, I just sat there and didn't say anything, and he said, did you hear my question? And you I said, been, I you, said must did been, you, you must have been from California. Yeah, well, close, Washington. Anyway, I said to him, I said to him, did you hear my answer? <laughs> he said, well, I guess the fact that you didn't agree with me believes you think he, I, I think the man is out of control. And if you look at what he's done and the way he's conducted in his life, the way he's killed his family members, the assassination of his half-brother, uh, he was paranoid about people. Um, I, I don't think, however that we're going to have a war per se and i suspect that the um the way the chinese will deal with the situation is that one morning we'll wake up and we'll find that the leader has been quite ill and all of a sudden he passed away um i i think there's going to be a coup uh i don't think it'll be a military coup i think there will be operatives who will come into north korea from china and take him out um, the China does not want a confrontation with the United States, no matter how much bluster they have right now in the in the South China Sea. Um, they one thing that's really changed, and and maybe our guest would comment on that, is that um, I was at a conference recently where I heard a reporter from the uh, Gray Lady, the New York Times, say openly in a, in front of about 175 people that the greatest mistake that in, in modern diplomacy was made by Barack Obama when he drew a line in the sand and didn't do anything about it. And that, he said, caused a diminishment of the value and the prestige of America and its commitments around the world that carried for the rest of Mr. Obama's presidency. And I think a great deal of the discomfort that we're seeing and the... Uh, Outrage by some of these uh, terrorist groups is a function of belief that America was not going to do really do anything about it. Now we have a situation where we have a new president who seems, at least on the surface, have a bravado of not taking the crap and making America first again. Uh, I think there are a lot of leaders in the world who are haven't quite yet figured out Mr. Trump, and so they're biding their time. I don't think this gentleman in North Korea is even concerned about anything that Mr. Trump can do. And I think he, his, his attacks are going to be on 
South Korea, and China. And so the, for that reason, and, and possibly uh, or South Korea, Japan, and possibly China, for that reason, I think the Chinese government will find a way for him to d- disappear as a leader. I love you, John, because you just confirmed my statement. <laughs> you just confirmed my statement. I said only China will take care of him, and you were right. absolutely right. It will be that he died of heart attack or something. Perfectly died. Too many cheeseburgers. Absolutely. <laughs> now uh, well, he can't. He can't do. Uh, he can't do it. They can't do it very much short of that because. There's a, there's approximately I don't know uh, exactly what the number is but there are basically hundreds of thousands of North Koreans who would uh, just flood into China if there was any uh, any availability of uh, 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 any uh, war talk uh, with the South or with anybody else so they they're they're looking at a similar migration. A possibility as to what has happened in uh, Europe and the Middle East. Uh, I, I would suggest to you that 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 uh, if some organization were to um, remove the Chinese dictator or the uh, North Korean dictator, you will still have that migration because there are millions upon millions of people who are starving because he cannot feed right. his country. That will that so the the lack of the leader will cause huge numbers of refugees to flee North Korea to China or South Korea just to get something to eat. Well, that 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 may be a reason for them not to do the assassination. Then, no, I I I, th- I think they I think they they want to get rid of this guy because he is becoming more and more unpredictable. You know, and and the last missile test that he did last week or so um, was the first time that the missiles were launched off the pad towards Japan. And um, so now the the experts are saying that he has the ability, potentially has the ability, to not only reach Japan and South Korea, but as far away as perhaps as the Philippines, so that um, the he he could wreak havoc in in those parts of the world, um, which uh, China also desperately needs as trading partners along with the U.S. So the stakes are too high for him to continue in power. I don't know how long it will be, but I think eventually we are not, China is not going to go to war with us. We're not going to go to war with China, and we're not going to go to war with uh, North Korea. We're going to... Somebody's going to take him out. Period. Well, no. from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you just if you look at it from the standpoint, sometimes the simplest solutions aren't necessarily the obvious. There's 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 no rationale that I can come up with that would warrant a confrontation between China and the United States. Over North Korea, I don't, I, I can't imagine imagine what it would be, um, uh, and and the other thing is, uh, little piece of of anecdotal information that a lot of people don't know about. Um, China was North Korea's principal trading partner, and what's now left for them to trade are minerals. Their biggest export out of Korea, was North Korea, was coal to China, which needs it. Uh, they stopped importing coal. So they're getting less and less current account cash flow. Um, I think Mr. Trump could have a discussion with the Chinese government. We've got coal mines in here. We'd be happy to supply you with the coal and whatever else you might need to take exports away from, from North Korea. And in exchange for providing you with coal and everything else, um, maybe he could uh, go on vacation, <laughs> or maybe maybe he could lower his tariffs. <laughs> there you go. There you could. I mean, that's I'm, I'm writing a piece about that right now. Is is that is that the uh, the situation is is that the tariffs are creating a lot of tension around the world? But I, going back to Jim's question, I, I just don't see how major powers in the world are going to get into a confrontation 
over this dictator in North Korea. The easiest and simplest way to deal with the problem. I mean, the next time he launches a missile that doesn't explode, everybody's going to get real nervous. Right now, with them exploding off the launch pads, that's they're comfortable with that. But if he start having some successes in, in launching his missiles, um, and we know that the Iranians have been helping him develop his nuclear capacity, so uh, I, I think it's only a matter of time before uh, something positive is going to happen in North Korea. We've got uh, some great guests with us today. We've got IQ Rizzoli, we have Dan Perkins, and we have uh, Dr. Lawrence Fedwa. And, uh, and uh, Lawrence, uh, I, I want to start with you on this next topic, and uh, and that is this James Comey situation. Um, there's a lot of people calling this a witch hunt. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about the leaks and the arrests, and uh, uh, someone even uh, we had a guest on a couple of days ago, Doctor Doctor Herb London, who uh, referred to this as the Comey Hill Show, because uh, <laughs> this is just kind of a uh, kind of a circus. Uh, what, what what do you make of the latest uh, with James Comey and 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 these uh, investigations and everything? I think James Comey is a flimflam man. Uh, he's uh, he is the most uh, politically uh, aware and and uh, exposed uh, FBI director I think we've had since he, maybe ever. I don't think that uh, Jager Hoover was ever as visible as this guy, and he's doing all kinds of things that he should never do. Uh, he, he should never be in public talking about any kind of. Uh, investigation that has always been the, the job of the attorney general or the assistant attorney general uh, the, the man is um, I, I I don't know whether he's just incompetent or he's lost his mind or what but he uh, he should he, he, he they should have gotten rid of him when they first came into into the uh, into after the inauguration because uh, he was bound I mean he, he flip-flopped Twice during the uh, during the uh, campaign, one one in each direction. Yes, and uh, and uh, they they should have figured that that's what he was going to do. Uh, but now they can't. They really can't get rid of him now because now it, it looked like that, that it would look like a, a vast cover up, like the Nixon uh, what did they call it, uh, Saturday Night Massacre. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, there was so so. I think they're stuck with the guy, and I think it's up to uh, Sessions to get him under get him under control, because frankly, he's uh, he he is he, he, not only is he not only is he is he out there in public saying things, but the things he's saying are uh, on the face of it are stupid, but on in the effect of it, they're they're extremely damaging. To uh, to the Trump administration, so um, I, I am I am not a fan. In fact, uh, when he pulled that Fourth of July uh, uh, skit last uh, summer, um, I wrote a column and I said that um, James Comey had the opportunity to become on the Fourth of July to become a Nathan Hale or a Patrick Henry, and he instead uh, decided to become Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Dan, uh, follow up on that. Yeah, I, 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 I watched. If you put the timeline, he was testifying before Congress. I think on a Monday or a Tuesday, and indicated that there, there were no investigations going on. Yet two days later, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee is presenting evidence that in fact there was an FBI investigation. So either he doesn't, he's not in touch with his staff, or as you suggested, he's, uh, he's, uh, there's something going on there. Um, and I agree with you. If you think about how long J. Edgar Hoover was, was head of the FBI and, uh, how many presidents he served, he had, he had nowhere near the exposure that James Comey has had. And, um, and I think that, that, I have a concern. You may have seen the the tweet from Donald Trump where he's asking the Treasury Department or Justice Department, excuse me, 
to look into the transaction which I wrote about shortly after it happened when uh, Mrs. Mrs. Clinton was Secretary of State and she was one of the uh, officers of the administration who signed off on the sale of 20% of America's uranium assets to a company in Canada that was called, controlled by the Russians. And Mr. Mr. Clinton, the former president, got some substantial speaking fees. So I don't know whether he's going to give that as, that assignment to the FBI or what justice is going to do with it, but um, he's asking it being looked at. I'm not sure that we can trust Comey to, to handle that investigation. He ought to recluse himself from his own job. Go on vacation, huh? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of other feds have done it. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's just it, it's you know it's interesting. Uh, right now, recusing seems to be the the popular request. The the, the Democrats well now want the, the the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee uh, to recuse himself from any investigation, and. Um, and, and I, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's that's um, absurd. Thank you. <laughs> I was I was trying to find the right word, but it but it seems to be that um, I wrote a piece. Oh, about um, um, I wrote a piece about um, uh, three weeks ago on on what's going on in the uh, in the leadership in this country. And whether it's recusing or whether it's whatever it is, um, there seems to be uh, an inability to want to lead. And I think Trump's trying to, but uh, this whole idea of the um, deep state, uh, the deep state. I I, I wrote a piece called um, uh, "Respectful Dissent or uh, or Subversion and Treason" uh, on the part of the Democratic Party. I mean, we've got. We've got uh, people representing the former president of the United States that says that he wants to overthrow the Trump administration. Uh, there was a, a congressman yesterday who came out and said that he thinks that uh, Pence and the cabinet should exercise the 25th Amendment to remove Donald Trump from office. I mean, right. I mean, it's 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 absolutely absurd what's going on there, and um, uh, yet it, it continues and. Uh, the mainstream media seems to be very happy in uh, continuing to support it. Gentlemen, as an outsider looking in, I find it really strange that everybody is worried about Russia with the emails. You should be worried that Russia knows more about your secrets now than ever before in the history of Russia. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a that is an overhang that really needs to be addressed. Here we have all of this discussion about Russia uh, influencing the United States, uh, trying to influence the United States election, which, by the way, they've been trying to do for the last 50 years. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but now, but there's but the implication is, that, in fact, the conclusion of many of these commentators. Is that that there be that the uh, WikiLeaks uh, disclosures were actually uh, ca- actually came from uh, the Soviet uh, hackers and there you know there's no there's no evidence of that at all. In fact, Assange says that he got it from a disgruntled uh, Clinton uh, campaign worker. And and you look at the last two that we do know about. We had a poor, confused little transvestite. Uh, uh, Army corporal uh, doing one, and and the other was a uh, young uh, federal contractor who never should have had a clearance. Uh, it, well, the, the 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 overriding problem here is, and by the way, all the the Democrats never never challenged the truth of of any of the WikiLeaks uh, uh, disclosures. They 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 all admitted they were true and they were damning, but but the fact is. Why? Why are people now so talk, walking, talking about the the uh, the, uh, the Russians when, in fact, what what has been revealed here is that even a, a, a young Swedish guy from Sweden that has no relationship at all to the United States government can actually get to the deepest secrets of the of the intelligence community of the United States, 
it's I mean, where in that where is the where is the investigation of the uh, outer incompetence and and publicly displayed incompetence of the American intelligence community that's so up and high and mighty when they can't even can they can't even keep their own secrets secret. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. this is this, this is such a uh, a misplaced uh, uh, concern. It, 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 the whole thing is like a like a Chinese water fire drill. Yeah, <laughs> I have uh, I have one more comment than Jim. I have to leave early because not a I problem, not a problem. Not a problem. Let me let me go back. I I, I want to tell you, sir. First of all, thank you for allowing me to talk with you. Uh, I think one of the most important items that has been overlooked over the last two weeks on this whole Russian situation is the, the Vault 7 release where they have evidence to show that the CIA can create oh, Russian yeah. tracks, can create Chinese tracks, can create any kind of tracks they want to make it look like they were involved. And that's an important piece of information that we have to be very careful about what we assume who was the person or persons if they did anything. I still don't think there's any evidence uh, that would show that the, the Russians hacked into the campaign. I still believe, and I've written several times, that what we're dealing with here is we're, we're ignoring, the, the Democrats are ignoring the 900-pound gorilla, and that is the content of these emails. They're more concerned about the fact that they were released and unwilling to discuss the content of what's there. Yeah, but what's even worse is that the people that so-called uh, have the capability of, of uh, imitating any hackers they want, they couldn't mm -hmm. even they couldn't protect their own their own expertise from being hacked. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, well, Jim, well I, I, I gotta go. I I appreciate it, Dan. Uh, thanks for being with us, my friend. Thank you, sir. Enjoyed with the, being with you, sir. Definitely. Well, uh, that, of course, Dan Perkins. We've got a couple more minutes here uh, left to go here with IQ Al-Rizzoli and uh, Dr. Lawrence Fedewa. And uh, uh, Dr. Lawrence, I know that you, you have done uh, amazing work with the Washington Times. Um, IQ Al-Rizzoli, uh, his big expertise is, is Muslim terror and, uh, and terrorism in general. Um, IQ, do you have any, any, any questions for Lawrence or, or vice versa here? Let, 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 let's talk terror here in the, in the last remaining moments. I would like to ask him if he knows anything about the Quran. Yes, some. I've uh, read uh, portions of it and, and uh, I followed the uh, Islamic uh, religion since the 7th century. If you read chapters 1 to chapters 9 only, you don't need to need... There are 114 chapters. Waste of time. Read chapters 1 to chapter 9. And you will come to one, only one conclusion. But um, when you read it in open mind, the only conclusion is that Muhammad, his Quran, his Sunnah, Sharia, are hate-mongering, war-mongering, misogynist, racist, duplicitous, intolerant, vile... He was a terrorist. He was a super terrorist. By the way, Muhammad in the year 622 AD became the leader of the most, the first organized crime syndicate in human history, based in Medina. Literally, the first crime syndicate in human history. Yes, he was a terrorist, but he was a pedophile. He was a mass murderer. He was a plunderer. He was a pathological liar. Yes, he was all of them. And I dare any Muslim listening to debate me. Tragically, nobody will come to debate me. By the way, I need 15 minutes on Hannity. Uh, I need 15 minutes on Hannity. Can anybody arrange it, please? It would be uh, it, it would be amazing. Uh, now, 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 Doc, Dr. Fedewa, you mentioned uh, something there that that caught my attention. You've you've been following the, uh, the 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 Islamic religion and everything. What 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 have you noticed over the years that has changed uh, about it, or have they have they pretty much just stayed the same over the years, at least from your research? Well, I think that there uh, there is. There's a long answer and a short answer. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, 
the short answer is that uh, the the mentality of uh, being oppressed and being extremely belligerent and uh, and uh, justifying all sorts of horrible uh, atrocities uh, really uh, finds a home in the Islamic uh, tradition. If you if you uh, uh, as uh, IQ was just talking about. You know, they, they, they took over from, from being a nomadic little tribe in, in, uh, uh first third of the, uh, seventh century. Uh, they took over, uh, all, uh, virtually all of major, uh, of Asia Minor and were, were in, into, uh, Spain within 200 years. And, um that's, that has been, that has been their, their history and their tradition. Now, there, there's been a lot of, uh, amelioration and uh and uh changing in islam over the years as there has been in christianity and and other religions but there is a very strong uh strain of uh jihad in in uh in islam and these young guys have they're all from a part of the world that has been oppressed by the europeans for the last 500 years uh they have a lot of grudges that are uh almost uh, genetically uh, Im- embedded now so they're they are they're not going to stop at anything uh, they they have nothing to lose and they felt that way right from the beginning by the, the way uh, the Sorry. Uh, and and the uh, the other the other f- factor i think is that uh, we have to understand that when you're talking you're not just talking about an ideology i was on a on a law um uh, a um police uh channel here a few days a few minutes a little while ago and they were talking about the ideology of islam and i i mentioned that islam is not an ideology it's a religion and a religion is much more compl- comprehensive than an ideology. It involves uh, how you dress, how you eat, how, who you marry, how you raise your children. And the theology, if you can call it that, that underlies a lot of this uh, Islamic uh, extremism has actually been uh, mostly been very... Uh, uh, very uh, diligently uh, promulgated by our good friends in Saudi Arabia. They uh, they have uh, they're 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 uh, and IQ. You probably know more about this than I do. But they the uh, the, the social contract for the House of Saud uh, with the uh, Saudi uh, uh, citizenry has been that they will look the other way. Well, the uh, well, this uh, very uh, extreme uh, version of uh, Islam is taught in their in their churches and their uh, uh, their communities, and in return for that, they will leave the, uh, the Saudi uh, princes alone and let them uh, run the country as long as they don't dis- disrupt the. Uh, the uh, the the uh, IQ. I'm struggling with the name of that uh, that sect. Uh, Wahhabi. Wahhabi. Yeah, the Wahhabis. The uh, if you leave the Wahhabis alone, and uh, and we'll pay you a lot of uh, a lot of money. You let us run the run the place and run the oil, and that's that's the social contract. And a lot of that uh, that Wahhabi. Uh, uh, Religion, or version of the uh, religion, is really behind a lot of the ex- uh, the uh, extremism that's going on, not only in uh, the Middle East but elsewhere as well. And so, if we're going to get to the bottom of this, we're somehow or other going to have to uh, confront Saudi Arabia and Egypt uh, and tell them to get uh, you know get get a hold of these people. If we do that, if they did that, they'd probably be an uprising, and they'd probably go the way of Sadat. So it's a very very complicated situation. You're absolutely right. But what you're missing, with all due respect, that they are all reading the same subject. They are reading the same book. And that book is called Quran. So it doesn't matter if you're Wahhabi, if you're ISIS, if you're Indonesia, if you're Sunni, 
If you are Shia, it doesn't make an iota of difference. By the way, ISIS is the most perfect Islamic entity since Muhammad, since 1400 years ago. Why do I say that? Because while Al-Qaeda and Osama bin Laden follow the Quran word by word, ISIS follows the Quran and Sharia letter by letter, comma by comma, and dot by dot. So when people who are ignorant of Islam, they speak about moderate Muslims, radical Muslims, extremist Muslims, and militant Muslims. They're talking garbage. There are no shades in Islam. One is either a Muslim or is not a Muslim. This is why the humanity under Islam, under Sharia, is divided into two parts. Dar al-Harb, the territory of the infidels, or the territory of war, and Dar al-Islam, the territory of peace. So we have 20% of humanity, Muslims, who hate every single human being who is not a Muslim. That's 80% of humanity. Who is that 80%? All Christians, Buddhists, Hindus, Jews, Zoroastrians, uh, pagans, agnostics, anybody who is not a Muslim. It's nothing to do with imperialism. The greatest imperial power, the longest lasting imperial power in history is Arab. Look where they are. The whole of North Africa. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.